It's like living with a six-year-old. I still go on play dates. I just call them play dates so I can go out with Eric and Paul and Adam. <laughs> you sound like his mom. He likes sports too. You guys would be such good friends. I'll do all the technical aspects. Adam will be the face. Paul will be the muscle. And then Eric will be oh, the sales guy. We're screwed from the muscle. Paul <laughs> handed the muscle and the troubadour. I handed a jar to my son to open the other day, so we're in bad <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of the Four Fathers Podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and other F-words. Welcome to the Four Fathers Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Adam. I'm Fife. And I'm Paul. So this is a podcast on faith, friendship, and, well, fatherhood. So um, one of the uh, – what we wanted to talk about today was this idea of somebody had mentioned to me, and I thought it was a great, uh, a great statement that, that required some uh, conversation, but um, this is going to be our jumping-off point. So parenting is just a long process of letting go. So parenting is just a long process of letting go. So how do you feel about that, guys? Where does that, where does that, hit, how does that hit you? I got rid of them a long time ago. <laughs> so it's a short process of letting go. I, I, I just call it thing one and thing two, and it solves the problem. Wait, wait, are we talking about letting go of our sanity? <laughs> yes. Cause I mean, that's exactly what I think of like, I don't know, like kids, mental capacities yeah i mean i think it's a great segue and it's something that heather and i talk about when we have friends who don't have kids right like when you talk about letting go like there's a lot of different directions that can go but the first thing that comes to my mind is letting go of your um kind of like your selfishness Cause there's not really an easy way to be a good parent and to be selfish. There's a little selflessness in good parenting, maybe a lot of selflessness in good. Parenting. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's really funny, you know, like I was, uh, I was talking to Heather about this because my sister-in-law is suddenly is now 46 and is suddenly the parent of two children under the age of two. And um, it's so funny because her and her husband are sweet, sweet people. And I like them a lot, but they have not understood what it's like to have to like parent children and the chaos that goes around that and the effort that go into that and how you basically have to prioritize all of the time. Like some of the things that you you might hold as important before you have kids. Some of those things fall by the wayside when you have kids, because they're just not as important as taking care of your kids, you know? And so that letting go of your wants, maybe even some of your needs, that letting go of your selfishness is a real thing when you're a parent and something you kind of learn over a long time. And then, you know, there's probably three or four other aspects of parenting is a long process of letting go. But that's, I think that's a good place to start as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. When did it trigger for you? It's like it. parenting is like not a... You know, you're not granted an owner's manual, which would be awesome. Right. And if I could figure out where that was, I'd be happily uh, reading it cover to cover frequently. But it's never like you're either thrusted into it in the moment or if you're even gradually eased into it. It's never, you know, uh, I, 
how to best to describe it. It's it's sort of like going on a boat cruise. You know, you're you're so excited about the fact that you get out in the ocean and you're out there with your friends and everything else like that, and then you hit a huge storm and you're like getting tossed and your cookies are getting tossed and everything else like that, and then it calms down a little bit and then you're into another storm and you know it's this. Is that because cons- you get seasick? Yeah, I do a lot, but um, <laughs> the and drama means my friend. Um, but you know, that parenting is a lot like that for me, at least I think, you know, a lot of, it's almost comical to like, as you mentioned, your, um, family who they're, you know, new parents, it's, I hate to laugh, but I laugh inside when I see new parents making all of the mistakes and jokes and, and, and problems because you can look back and you go, oh, well, that in the moment, uh, yeah, no, I, I wasn't funny. It wasn't, uh, you know, close to remotely, you know, enjoyable. Um, but you, you made it through the best you possibly could without, uh, you know, bleeding to death or, you know, breaking a bone. But, uh, yeah, it's always fun to see other, you know, reflective sides of, you know, other parents and their couples and their parenting skills, which, you know, in this day and age, I think, you know, because I'm getting older, I feel like, uh, <laughs> you know, are very different in, in their styles and how they do their thing, you know, but yeah, you're just never prepared for it for sure. Well, yeah, you mentioned selfishness, Eric, but there's also another component, which is sacrifice too. the, uh, you start, you start to learn. Y- Are you, you saying sac- you sacrifice your children? No, yeah, no. he was going you there. Sacrifice, <laughs> you sacrifice your own desires and your own, own, own personal, well, your own personal desires, especially when you're first married, you don't have kids and whatnot. And, but, I don't uh, think you sacrifice but, them. Well, I think you put them on hold. No, well, the biggest thing is that you find out what, what's really important too because a lot of times you you'll you start to learn through through the years that those those sacrifices really didn't mean a lot either you know and so you, they weren't as important as you thought they were at the yes time. very correct yeah yeah or the yeah, or t- taste change too you know so so what what you were could could be bummed about that you have to kind of give up at that point to, for the better of your family uh also turns out sometimes for the better. So, yeah, yeah and so- Eric, I, I think there's there's some of that too. That I think some of it is sacrifice completely, like that op- opportunity, whatever, never comes back. I think some of it is just delayed, like you just said, right? Like yeah. I think sometimes we give things up for a season because it's it's in the way of something else that we need to do as a parent, or that our children need to do, or that our spouses need to do. You know, and so, and maybe it's not a forever thing, but maybe it is. And and sometimes we don't know that when we're making, when we're giving it up. Sometimes we do, but most of the time we don't. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, and I think some of that is, um, you know, Eric, the or like the the thing I heard from you is really the control, right? Like, you know, Adam and Eric talked about, uh, you know, prioritizing, sacrificing, and then it sounds like you know, for you is more about control, which, you know, you just realize, um, you, you are not at all. Like you're just, you know, you, you can try to make plans, but, um, you know, with, with kids, you know, things don't always quite go as planned, uh, if they ever actually go as planned. Um, and then, you know, Adam, you're saying they, things weren't as important as what you thought at the time. I mean, I see, I see that, even as, you know, 
um, Jonathan got older, like I remember when he was an infant, there were things that were so important, like making a scene, um, looking like the perfect parent. <laughs> making a scene. And no, then, dude, that like, was obvious. They had control of that tantrums. 100%. You just had yeah, to decide I mean, whether or not you were going to It was so it. important. It was just so important. And then later on, you're like, yeah, who the heck cares? Like, like whatever, if things are loud and stuff. So, like, do you, do you ever do what's this important to me now? now is. What's that? Do you ever do this as a parent now when you're in the you're in the mall and you have a parent that has their two year old having a meltdown over the That's corner? That's untrue. Nobody and, goes to the mall anymore. <laughs> what whatever be the case, Adam. Um, and you as a parent know that you know if you normally walk by it, you're like it doesn't even phase you, and you're not like even like you know remotely looking or glancing over at that because you just know it's a two year old having a temper right. tantrum and it's not bothering you because you've heard the the cowling screams for you know yeah. fifty miles on the other side of the the mall. And, you know, but you can look around if, and I've done this, and I've looked around and I'll watch like the older 20 somethings that are newly married and they're like, their jaws are down by their feet and they're like, oh yeah. my gosh, why are you bringing this kid to the mall? And it's yeah, like, um, right. dude, if you had to be locked in this house for eight hours with this little t- terrible right. two, you know, right. you'd want to suit I always you. just want to go up to them and be like, dude, nobody cares. Don't worry about it. Like, this is. This is an instant. This is a, this is a blink of an eye. This is a drop in the ocean. Right. Like, don't worry about it. Nobody cares. And the people that care, screw don't. them. Like, whatever. You don't care. Like, oh, I just, yeah. I actually think a great act of servant evangelism would be to get down on the ground next to the kid and just start throwing your own tantrum mm-hmm. so that everybody's looking at you and not the kid. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> then you have problems yeah. with the people that are with you because they yeah. are now going to be like, um, you're an embarrassment yeah. to the family. <laughs> uh, they already knew that for me. I'm right, good. but you you would just be solidifying that forever in their minds. Correct. <laughs> you know? Correct. I'll, so I'll, I'll say, I mean, these are all you know, letting go of, uh, you know, uh, your your you know, sacrificing for your kids, letting go of self control or not self control, but like can, can the idea that you have control, <laughs> self control sometimes too when they press their buttons. But for me, and where it came where this came about was, um, you know. Th- we were talking about uh, Jonathan was going to have his first like overnight with the football team. They were going to like a day camp and um, just like, you know, talking to Liz and talking to some folks at church, like, you know, struggling with like, I, I guess some of it was control. Right. Cause I wanted him to be safe and I wanted to drive him up there and watch him and then come back. And, you know, he just wanted to go up with his friends and Did you want to bunk with just, him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, just realizing more and more, um, you know, I just keep thinking this is it. He's got three years left at high school. And like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's even more so now it's a continuing process. I mean, in, in like six months, he's going to have a driver's license or a permit and then a license that shortly thereafter. So like, I guess I'm starting to even grieve some of that even beforehand. And so for some of you guys, you know, for Fife and Eric, they, you've gone through that before. Like, how did you process that? What was that like? I can't tell you because it's one going to be different for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) No, but two, (laughs) it's different for everybody. And, and, and I, I do that kind of tongue in cheek, but at the same time in the seriousness, it's like, I can only, the only bit of advice that I can give you is that you want to be positive in the process and be encouraging because if in essence you come at it, like, Oh my gosh, it's you're, you're ripping away from me and you're disconnecting it doesn't make their journey better. It doesn't make your connection closer. It just actually pulls away and separates because they just want to be farther away from you versus being closer to you. And they're going to be less, right. you know, in the, 
hey, um, I'm not going to tell mom and dad I decided to go, uh, you know, do something like um, steal a, a car or a couple of street signs or whatever. And, you know, that type of stuff, because they don't have, you know, they can't feel like they can be honest and open with you, which was what you hope as a parent, because I mean, that's the biggest thing is like, you know, the one thing I always tell my kids in their 19 and 20 is like, I don't care what you do. Just call me and we'll work it out and we'll solve the right. problem as it is. You know, you obviously know your consequences. You're going to either have to deal with some bigger ones because you've got your hat hung on so many things, you know, school, life and job and career. But, you know, you're going to make mistakes. And if you make mistakes, then you just got to learn from them and move them on. But, you know, it, it, it's crazy that experience, Paul, because you just triggered the thought in my mind. It's like, oh, I was like, I was nerve wracked with cody getting his license because i'm like oh my gosh he's gonna get in a car he's gonna go off and do all the stupid things that i did as a kid and all that flooded back you know and then i was just like whoa let, let's just take one small baby yeah. step at a time and that's the best thing you can do is take one small baby step at a time and you know they will screw up yeah, we did you know <laughs> well yeah and i feel like you know kind of along the lines of this like our our goal you know, is to see them launch well. Yeah. You know, the reality is, and I've had this conversation with Gracie, because like, you know, I'm amazed at who she's becoming, right? As a parent, I'm very proud of her. And I'm not, a, I'm not objective at all, right? <laughs> Are you killing mice in your room? What are you doing? <laughs> bugs, sorry. Those are um, big bugs. And, and but... But I also, you know, one of the conversations I've had with her is, listen, Gracie, you always have a place to come back to. You always have us as your biggest fan, supporter, whatever. Because I think there's value. That. Huh? You're ruining your future. Because <laughs> if you keep inviting them back, they'll never move out. <laughs> uh, Gracie's the one I have the least concern about. Isaiah, uh, I think, will probably live with me forever. <laughs> <laughs> dad what do you want to watch on tv tonight that's so funny <laughs> so oh this is God. the funny story isaiah's already talked about moving back in with us to take care of us when we're old so he oh, may dude, go away that, and come back get that in writing awesome. get that in writing so good because <laughs> you might need he it later so good so remind everybody that's listening of you the ages and your your children so again. my daughter is 20 she just turned 20 this month um my i have a son who is 17 a son who is 10 going on 11 and a son that's nine. So my youngest is nine. My oldest is 20. And so my, my, my 10 year old is the one that's talking about yeah. moving back in with us to take care of us when we're old. Don't you find um, it funny as a parent here? This is a side segue. Like Eric did it perfectly right there. Like his older ones, he gave them their age and didn't say they're 19 going on 20. He just said their age. And like, you're not going to get any more slack than where you're at yeah, right now. Right. But then the younger ones, it's like, they're nine going on 10 and a half. You know, it's like, you know, you just do this, like they're going to be growing up and I want it to be bigger. And, you know, you kind of make them look bigger because, you yeah. know, they're younger. This is like, right. but when they're in their teens, it's like, they're 19, they're 17, they're they're dead in my mind, you know, depending on the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. As a but, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, we are trying to train them to launch well, just to bring yeah. it back around. That's, you know, that's a good, yeah, that's a, that's a good um, center, you know, center point. Like the whole reason, you know, the, the whole reason you have, I mean, that that's our yeah you're right that that that's our goal i mean what's the what do they say the you know a boat wasn't meant for the harbor right a boat not it's not meant right. for the dock it's meant to go out and hit the high seas unless you're jeff bezos but anyway 
<laughs> then he's got plenty in the harbor. Um, That's right. Yeah, but yeah. so funny, you like you say that. Like we we try to make them live well, but like that process is like if you really tear into it, like dude, there's nothing that we can say or do that's going to like give them a hundred percent success. And that's like, mm. you got to know that in your head, even when you're in the middle of the conversation, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, that you're no, it, it's a, it's a tough thing as a parent, because dude, you just get to a place where there's like, you're just banging your head against the wall going, why don't they get this simple? Like, you know, whatever it is. And you're just like, if you get this little piece in life and like, it, what's worse is like you have the keys, you know, as a parent, how to get by this situation or through this situation in this, this challenge. And it's like, hey, I've got the answer to you, but they don't want the answer. They want to know that you're just there paralleling them. And that's like the killing part if for you as a parent, because it like eats away at you, because as you're seeing them go through that process, you can't like give them anything more than just that unconditional love, like you said, Eric, and you hope growing them up to be, you know, to be, you know, responsible adults and, you know, successful in all that they do. But you just know that in that moment or in that season, you're just like, man, you just keep ramming your head against the wall and I've got the answer for you, but you don't want to hear what dad or mom has for the answer. <laughs> you just rather keep hitting the wall and attend, you know, after the 15th tie, it's like, you know, it finally comes out good on the other end. And then they're like, um, dad, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, why do I feel like this is a conversation I had yeah, with God all right. the time? Because it's like, God's like, dude, I've got the answers for you. They're all right here. Just, you know, follow this, you know, simple path. And it's like, oh, dude, I'm going to go burn the woods down and create my own world. And, you know, well, you said, thing. you said a pretty, pretty good point. Like the, why can't they get, seem to get it 10 to 15 times in? And it's, it's never an easy short journey. <laughs> it's always a, mm -hmm. a long struggling battle. <laughs> And usually in that long struggling battle is, is where the refinement comes from, you know, right. too bad. It's not at a point of like, Oh, one time screwed up, never screwed up again. This right. is great. Life's great. <laughs> Let's pull out the margaritas. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's especially a problem for the 20 year old and the 18 year old, uh, the yeah. 17 year old. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Right. So like right. Paul, what like epiphanies have you hit? Like, I'm curious. Have you gotten any of those in your life yet with Jonathan and parenting? But Andy yeah, does a great I job. I, yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth, she's got it all under control. <laughs> yeah, she's got it all under control. No, I think, I mean, I think the. Not to put you on the spot, but. <laughs> I mean, I think the, the epiphany, the epiphany was, the epiphany is seeing him, like gi giving him that test, yeah. right? Because that's what it was, a test. And having him go and having him come back and being like, you know, I'm like, so what'd you do? Like, I'm completely expecting, like, you know, nothing or whatever. And he's like, oh, we watched a couple of movies and we did this. And by the way, the movies he watched were like Zombieland and Scott Pilgrim, which were fantastic <laughs> choices. Right. And then yeah, I was like, oh, and we had movies. burgers with my friends. And I'm like, oh, like, you had a perfect night and a perfect weekend. I'm like, wow, that was perfect. It wasn't like, like dad with Animal out. House and uh, Nerds right. 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Porkies or something. Yeah, right. Uh, but, um, but yeah, movie. so I think the epiphany was, you know, hey, I just need to um, – because, again, I, you know, I'm, I, I think, it, you know, as a dad, I think we've all got here where you say, well, I can't just – 
start preaching to him all the time. I have to pick my times and I have to use the teaching moments and use the teachable moments. But the problem is they don't come on your time. They come on just time, like on God's time or his time. Right. So like, I feel like now I'm starting to get get into the, where I'm starting to like um, cram for the final and I want these teaching moments to come up. But like, to your point, like there's one part to have the teaching moment, but then even to to have them even be receptive to it. And I think like just learning to, to how to, how to navigate that. So I think the epiphany is like trusting God, uh, Mm -hmm. but also like um, I think more and more. And again, I've said this and I just, um, but like I said, there was that one guy that said, my goal as a parent, he, it, it, it was, I just want them to like, he basically was, I want to build a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And like, cause I want them to like come around and keep coming around. And that recentered me. Cause I was like, Oh, I need to treat them like an adult, like not an adult adult. Like there are still some boundaries and some lines there, but like, I just need to treat them like an adult. And so if plans change, I need to be like, Hey, sorry, plans have changed. Like I just need to, you know, um, kind of bring him into the loop a little bit and uh, to, to try to let him grow into the, so that when he gets on his own, he can make some of those decisions um, himself. So. Yeah, actually it's kind of funny that you say that. Like um, I was listening to a guy talk. It was, uh, it's actually Dave Ramsey and he just happened to be talking about parenting. He's like, the analogy we used with our kids was a rope. And like, you know, they have a rope. And the more respect that they, the more they bear the responsibility we give them, the longer that rope gets, the more freedom they have. Right. And so like, as a parent, like, you know, you're, like you said, you're giving them a little test here. You're giving them a little freedom there, you know, and you're trying to help them grow in responsibility and understanding while still giving them the opportunity to mess up. Because honestly, unfortunately, that's really the best way we learn. It really is. And not only that, but like, it's way better that they mess up here under our houses Amen. than like out there. Like this is, there's no better time well, for them to be like, Oh, I messed up. Like, so good. two, two things with that. Here. Like Eric, you obviously use a rope analogy. Yeah. I think the rope analogy works when the kids are younger, but like when they get to like that responsible age, like a little bit beyond owning a, like a license and having a part-time job and, and like, you know, kind of being very much independent and looking for that independent state of like, I don't always have to get permission to go over Billy's house or I don't have to get permission except for when I need to borrow a vehicle or something like that. I think the rope analogy works great because it gives us it still gives us that control. And, you know, there's a straight connection between you and the kid even in that resembles at least in my mind sort of a relationship even though it's not really a relationship because as an adult you can pull that rope back anytime you want and be a jerk um but like when they hit older like i mean i know with my kids being not eight 19 and 20 it's totally different like i have to that rope gets that had as a dad i had to cut that rope because there was no way i was going to let them get to being responsible adults and taking ownership of their choices and, you know, allowing them to make, sadly, I mean, it's scary in weird sort of ways, big mistakes that, you know, um, again, back to my point of like, hey, I've got the answers here. You, if you just followed these four easy steps, you know, it would have been a lot easier and less painful. But ultimately, those four easy steps wasn't the path for them. And so that's really the biggest thing for me is like letting them blaze their own trail, even though, you know, it's not 
anywhere in my control. The only thing I can offer is just a set of ears and very, very high level, like, what do you think about type questions? And how do you, how are you processing that? And what, what, what do you think you should try to do differently versus me injecting something? Because if I inject something like you, you know, run into Paul, dude, it comes in deaf ears and it's like they have a set of headphones on and they're not listening or they're not tuned into your frequency um, to, you know, but it, it, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's like thinking about all of that stuff now. And I mean, both my kids are now in college. I mean, son, my son, older, 20, he'll be 21 in less than six months. And he's reminding me that he'll be drinking. Not that he hasn't already been doing it now. Um, and my daughter, who is like the opposite of him, is like, I could be very comfortable with her going off and living on her own apartment and, you know, having a job and reaching all of her goals because she is very, you know, goal oriented like me and, you know, sort of the type A. And so she's very confident in that. So she will survive very well um, in her environment. So it's just funny to see both of those things. So my conversations are way different in opposite sides of the spectrum. A lot of times when it comes to my kids, because my son, you know, dude, I'm a guy. I know when you get out in the real world, you have a lot of other pressures that are put upon you that you have to that you may not know about until later, especially when you get into you know professional career and responsibilities and all of the other stuff that you don't get a manual for ever that you know are impressed upon you or almost like told or untold to you that you have to be able to deal with. And that's a tough thing as a dad to try to like help my son through that because I'm like, dude, you gotta be able to, you know, step up and you know blaze your own trail and fight for the things you want and not sit back and wait for it to come to you. Um, you know, and to keep the pace of what your, your, your goals are that you share with me my daughter's, you know, very much different. She's, you know, I kind of try to inject into her that, you know, Hey, um, you've got a lot of the pressures of the world on top of you just because you're female. And, you know, even though it's changing and, you know, the, the, the gender roles are going in a different route. You still have to deal with all of those things. Plus, you know, trying to set yourself, you know, into your own path and be successful. And so, you know, helping her guide that without putting her foot in her mouth or, you know, saying something, you know, silly to, you know, try to lighten the situation when it wasn't warranted or whatever is, you know, a Pfeiffer trait, Mm -hmm. um, as we all know. Um, and she's definitely, uh, very close to getting, um, and learning that skill way too well. So, you know, it's crazy dude it's like you know you're opening up a whole you know couple of episodes with me so i'm gonna (laughs) turn the volume down and pass the mic (laughs) because i can keep going no that's good stuff man clearly there's we've it sounds like we've really hit a hit upon a nerve and a and a, and a, a point there so um adam let me let me bring it to you though let me so how have you seen like you know if i talked about um you know um Cody and, and Emma and, and how they've they've handled it differently and he sees them differently. How have you seen like have you seen this start to happen with Isabel and maybe not so much with Drew or like how has that been with your uh, with your kids? Um well Drew's dead, so we're all set. Oh man, <laughs> oh, just wow. kidding. I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Ha ha. She hasn't died yet, but she's about to. No. Um <laughs> Oh, we're in that phase. Gotcha. This is a perfect. Please discuss this phase. This is one of those phases we've all been through. Drew! Drew! What? I didn't hear you. (laughs) Or the just the outright defiant phase. She she is she is a firecracker. Um she she just has her moments where she's like, nope, I'm not gonna listen to you. 
And and I'm gonna put a pin in that. We'll move and on. then there are times where she's extremely <laughs> sweet and caring and loving, you know. So, so Isabel is a little more a little more timid. She she uh, I wouldn't say, well, actually wouldn't say timid, but I would say she she knows how to play the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and she's not an instigator. Isabel's never been an instigator. She kind of dances to the own beat of her own, the beat of her own drum. Um, but uh, but. And, and there are points where you have to pull her in and she's, she's, there's been a change in Isabel. Like the, it, it just switched with her over the past year or so where she's taken more responsibility, been able to, uh, knows that she has responsibility. We don't have to keep asking her. We don't have to keep telling her. She, mm-hmm. she knows that her, her sink or swim is solely predicated upon her. And so she's kind of hit that, that stage where she's matured in that area. Um, Drew's still kind of a bulldozer, um, but in a good way. But she still needs a lot more handholding, and and sometimes we almost about to, we're almost about to f- fill out that form where you can put her on marketplace to be able to sell her, <laughs> and then we stop. But but uh, but no, it's uh they it, have special it, schools for her too. <laughs> they don't come back. No, no, no. But she, she didn't get accepted to that one. <laughs> no. Oh boy, you got a handful then if you can't get her enrolled no. in that. <laughs> no, but um, it's it's funny because you try, you, you try your best, and every I mean, as parents, we always feel like we fail, and we always compare with other people. But in the long run, you start to see the fruits, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um. And being able to see, hey, I'm not raising monsters and tyrants. That's excellent. <laughs> Yay for me. High five. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it is that constant battle. Is then there's some days there's good days and some days there's not so good days. But but continuing to press in and continuing to be honest in who you are and your relationship with God and a lot of prayer uh, goes a, a very long way. And and you most of your prayers start faithful. out. God, please help me. Is that how they usually start in that role? Yeah. Or are they more? Uh, <laughs> sometimes, more times, it's please help me so I don't kill this kid. But, uh, <laughs> but no, it's um, it's it's being true. It's being consistent is really what the key is, and and sometimes not not backing down, and and even in those times where it affects what you want to do. Uh, still not backing down until and making sure that they sometimes you got to hit them where it hurts to, not not literally beat your but, children but, <laughs> no, and beating not children being, and selling them off to slavery but sometimes you have to be you have to be stern and so and it will affect the, what the family does but but uh but they get it which is which is really neat and some kids take a little longer to mature that process. And, but, but knowing that, uh, knowing that I'm not raising monsters is, is a good thing. And seeing that fruit and hearing that result result from other people is always a good thing. So, so talk about, um, maybe a, one piece of fruit that you've seen from Isabel that have, that's really, uh, shown you like, Hey, she's, you know, she's getting ready to go out on her own. Like, obviously not tomorrow, but like, what have you seen out of her? They're like, yeah, hey, she's going to. Um... Just in, this year, just in her studies, her schoolwork. Oh, really? Been, oh, like, cool. incredible. She's mm-hmm. been really pre- 
persistent and and doing her work where like six six to eight months ago it was a constant battle and chore to get her to do stuff and nice. there are times where she was late on a lot of stuff because she procrastinated you know yeah. but we we learned to kind of balance that freedom and and be able to give her the freedom to fail you know that's the biggest thing because without that you're not really ever going to learn anything are you this is true this is true so um now eric with with you i'm I'm interested because obviously you have such a wide range of 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 kids and you're on two or like heading out the door and uh, two are going to be around. It sounds like one may be around for longer than the other. Um, <laughs> but, he's actually uh, planting so how... roots right now. <laughs> Seriously. He's, he's bought like the property next door. Right. Um, uh, so like, what, what has that been like? Like, how have you, um, let me ask this. How is your experience with Ben and Grace in, uh, defined your experience with, Isaiah and Joel, like how was, how was your experience in letting go change your, your, your thought process or your um, strategy with, with the, with the younger ones? So this is a funny thing. Like when you talk about like what I've learned and how that's applied mm-hmm. and how the letting go, like, um, I think it comes back to the conversation you were having earlier about the things that seem like such a big deal when yeah. you were a new parent aren't as big of a deal as you, as you become a more seasoned parent. Yeah. Right. Like, I think there is a reality to that. Like, um, because, you know, the things that I thought were important about raising my kids, I've ha- I have had to adjust as I've become a more yeah. mature parent, totally. you know? Yep. And like, you know, some of that is respect versus relationship. Like sometimes I give up a little bit of respect for the relationship. Right. Whereas I think I was a much more, much more of a stickler about that when my older kids were younger. Um, Some of that is. um, I, I treat Isaiah and Joel where I invest in more fun things doing fun things with them than i ever did with my older kids yeah do you feel like you did that though because you didn't get a chance to do with like the first couple of rounds like is that kind of like what i don't know that i didn't get the chance but i didn't make it a priority right exactly you know like i i I was like (laughs) i think there's some old school part of my parenting mind that was like we have kids so that they can do the chores and so we can see them be successful and grow up and be good, right? And that's adjusted over the years. And there's a lot of things that play into that. Like I spend a lot more time with my kids now because I've been working from home for three years. Like I'm just present much more than I ever was for the last three years, you yeah. know? But um, I, what I found is my ability to speak into their lives as they got whole older was not dependent on what I had taught them when they were younger. It was dependent on how much they thought I cared. Right. Ooh, that's, I think that's what the kids call a fire statement. Say that again. My ability to speak into their lives. When, as they got older was not based on what they had learned from me when they were younger. And, and don't get me wrong. I probably poured some really good stuff into them. I cared about them deeply. I loved them passionately, 
but they didn't care about that if they didn't, you know, like me for lack of a better way to put it, you know, that relationship component is so important. And what I found is, yes, you can build relationship by working together and that's a valuable way to build relationship, but it's not the only way. Yeah. And, and so you have to do the work together because honestly there's things to do as a household that you have to take care of, but you also have to have fun together. You have to celebrate together it's not just the work and the grind. It's there's high points and good stuff. There's crying and grieving. There's yeah. that whole range. And that is the stuff yeah. that you have to teach your kids. It's not just do it right, work hard, have a good work ethic, make the right decisions, get, pick yourself up when you fail. Cause the reality is we all fail. Like what do you, you do when you fail? You know, and some of those lessons have been really good, but it's also, I love you. I love having fun with you. We can goof around, you know, like, and there's high points there as well. So like all of that stuff, I think is probably the stuff that I learned um, the biggest difference. And it, and I see the benefits of that. Gracie didn't get as much of that because she was older when I kind of figured that out. But she's gotten some of the benefit even after the fact, right? Yeah, I, I, I think so just to kind of encourage you a little bit. I don't think you, there was a loss there because Gracie didn't get it because she was the first through the pipe, as they say, the not whatever <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, we won't go down that road. Um, is that what they say? Fife? Is that what they the say? Is that what they say? Hey, Paul, first what, down the hopper? What, what are the kids saying these days? Paul, what are the kids saying these days? I don't know. I don't, don't, even even lawn. I don't want to know. Um, the question. There's no lawn involved. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, great. Stop. Now it's going to be explicit. Now I've Thank lost my much, train Ray. of thought. I got to go. Take a Hold on a sec. <laughs> um, the question that my encouragement to you was is that you know as they get older, and we've all talked about this, is that there's always moments in time that those encouraging words or you know positive affirmations or the typical "I love yous" um, in passing are more and more weighty. And they're more and more beneficial than whether or not you got a chance to dot your I's and cross your T's when they were younger to make sure that they got that little bit of nugget of truth or, you know, five step process to properly washing dishes or whatever, you know, because, you know, the funny thing is that I get information back and Paul touched upon it a little bit earlier with tell a story later about. But, yeah, continue on anyway. I just want to encourage you to say that that stuff doesn't stop when they get to hit 20 and it continues right. actually gets deeper and longer so yeah so you were saying between your younger ones and older ones yeah so i've had more time to do that with my younger ones honestly and and some of that includes ben because that transition to being work from home um that's been a last couple of years kind of thing yeah so yeah. i've been around which has its you know it's it's a really good thing, you know. So. Yeah, I think that's a good benefit for all of us. I mean, we're all pretty much all work at home in a scenario, you know, in some scenario or another. And I think all of our families have benefited from that, both in the aspects of keeping the house clean. Um, I raise my hand to that, and or um, you know, just being able to do the things that mom used to do when they were younger because you were busy spending eight hours of your day in an office cubicle. Right. So. Yeah, it's definitely good. But at the same time, you know, it's a, t- it's a lot more pressure for us as dads because now we have to play the fine line of like 
not getting involved in the work all the time and still being able to do that positive, you know, enforcement and, and encouragement that you were just talking about. Right. So, but yeah, it's funny. You mentioned one thing and I don't want to sidetrack here, but um, do you guys ever like embrace failure with all like those moments you've had failure with your, your kids? Like, do you, do you, the best way I can, how we, uh, I describe it for me is like, I've gotten to a place where I'm embracing or looking for, sadly, looking for more opportunities for failure in my parenting to be able to get better than just like going in there with a, a you know, hey, this formula worked last time. Let's try it again. Um, and I, it, uh, it, it makes me, good. F- go no, no, go ahead. It, I was gonna say, it just makes me feel like if I can identify the failure and I see it. It's not more of the oh god I'm a, a horrible dad. I'm like hey give me the, the the you know the father failure of the year because I know I'm I'm doing a better job and hopefully getting it and you know getting away from hitting my head on the proverbial wall 15 times to to try to get my point across you know that that's so what I going. have embraced that's a great question I had no way where I had no idea where you're going but now I know what you mean but I tell you what I've embraced is it's it's. So something called the Kinevin framework comes to mind. Have you guys heard of this before? Yeah. So the idea is that instead of going in with a with a a, a, a framework, this is something that I learned. One of the guys in, in consulting at work taught us. But like instead of going in being, "Hey, I have a paradigm for this. I'm going to do A, B, C, and D." You you're you're going and you're for the framework says, "Hey, first we need to find out what the heck is going on. First, I need to I like I can't assume that I have a framework for this already. I have to go in and find out. And five, where wh- that's exactly what I do. And and I guess I'm doing the same thing because I don't necessarily embrace failure, but I I go in and go in. Hey, this isn't you know, Jonathan's a couple like you know, let's say two weeks older than the last time that we've been through some kind of conflict resolution. I need to not necessarily know what, what happened last time. I need to read the room and I need to read him and find out what's going on and try to build all that and be like, all right, I'm going to, here's what I'm going to go in. And sure. I take a little bit from last time, but to your point, and I don't think I ever would have realized it until, until you mentioned that just now, but like, I don't, I don't put all my stock in it. Like it's not a 90% what I did last time and the 10%. It's like a, 40% 40% what I did last time and 60% like, let's read the room and let's figure this out. And let's see what's going on. And that more than anything else, I think has really changed what the, the relationship looks like and how that goes. And right. like I said, that's kudos to you for putting words to it. Cause I don't think I, I don't think I even had words to it or even realized that that's what I was doing until well, you mentioned that. It, it makes you less um, abusive to yourself because you're trying your best to be a parent and you're yeah. going to screw up. I mean, we do the same, we give the same grace to our kids, but like they're going to mess up, but we don't do that same for us because we figure we're adults and we should have our act togethers and all the, you know, our ducks in a row. Right. Um, even though the one, a little efforts decides to go off and you know do his own thing. <laughs> um, sorry. That was, I saw that on a t-shirt and figured I'd eventually, you know, have to get it. But um, the, the it, I just, once I learned myself to say, dude, stop trying to shoot for perfection and, you know, embrace that failure that came across. And then that'll help you be more caring and kind, like you said, and read the room in a way that, you know, you can, step back and see from a different perspective and see through their eyes or see, you know, whatever the scenario is, is kind of playing out to be, which I, you know, it, it, it's tough to do because you don't want to be one of those parents that just like 
now, Billy, let's read your feelings. Right. Let's, you know, let's hold hands and, and let's process this together. And it's like, well, well, I, and I think it's even helped like from just learnings, you know, about, you know, the kind of the state of where we are with, with, you know, all conflict and the everything, you know, black and white and just kind of going in with a, with a, a curious, yeah. Like, hey, I need to learn more about what's going on instead of like I have a, you know, because there's definitely been times and I've it's probably been times when I'm the worst dad when I've come in and left to conclusion. And there's been a thousand times that I've I've but like I hear something going on. I bust through the door and I'm like, this is going on and it needs to stop. And then I'm completely wrong and I've completely misread everything. And I've gone, oh, and like you do that enough when you go, hey, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't pay attention to these things that I'm thinking of. And apparently lies of the enemy, you know, like, Hey, I hear this going on in the other room. The only explanation can be this. And then you walk in and they're like, Oh, they're making, they're, they're not dropping dishes. They're doing the dishes. They're not, you know, right. um, looking for snacks. By the way, they're making dinner for you, which happened the other night where John Linder was just like, Hey, nobody can make dinner. Let me make dinner for everybody. Cool. Um, so like, yeah, just, and just coming in and being like, let me be inquisitive about this. Let me be, you know, questioning about it instead of just coming in with my preconceived notions and which are always like always wrong. Like, I don't understand how they could be so wrong, but they're so wrong all the time. So wrong. Oh my gosh. Yep. Just completely read the room. Oh, totally dude. They just, yeah, they, they can cause a lot of flare ups and yeah. hemorrhoids <laughs> over the long haul that you just don't want. <laughs> so just forget about them. Yeah. And move on. Yep. Yep. It's interesting that that's where you get went with that. Hemorrhoids and flare-ups, huh? Hey, I went down the pipe. Why not? Let's just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> He's old. He's old. I'm get old. off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> my hemorrhoids yep. are flaring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that they are. Yeah, and you were asking, how do you know if you did it well? You don't. Uh, you know, I think you can see signs. I, I think you don't know until they're like 60. But yeah, you don't know until you die. And God's like, you know, good and faithful servant. You, you know, your kids are alive and they're thriving. You know, hopefully that that's at least how I look at it, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you do get some glimpses here and there about the things that you, you know, the things that you prioritized and whether or not your kids and whether or not it took in your kids. And, you know, like I look at. You know, I look at Gracie and see somebody who's continuing to mature and mature in a way that I think is really awesome. I look mm -hmm. at Ben, who I was pretty sure was not going to make it to 15, much less 17. <laughs> they all do. And, and I really like I'm going to tell you, like, I love who he is becoming. Like, I love who he has become over the last couple of years, yeah. you know, yeah. and so, you know, I don't know that you ever know. I think we see it may be that we have to wait until we see them with their own kids, honestly, seeing to see what that looks like. Well, I but, think like my parents do this. Do your parents do this? So, like they'll like in the moment of that, they see some positivity in how you're parenting your kids. You ever get those phone calls from your parents that like, you know, they're always like, you know, son, you're doing a really great job. And, you know, I love you. And I, it's amazing how I see you raising your kids and you and, you know, your spouse are uh, amazing with it and, and going on and on. Like, like it's their last moment on this earth. And they're just making sure they've got everything out there in the open to, to let you know that, you know, you're doing a good job. I think that might be a good indicator sometimes. I, you know, I've been hearing a little bit more. Yeah, because I think it's hard to get perspective on your own kids, honestly. Oh, yeah, like, totally. Because you're oh, not gosh, objective. Yeah. And nope. when they're doing well, you're like, 
I'm so proud of that kid. And when they're doing bad, they're like, man, that guy should is is just a heel. I'm gonna ground him for life, you know, or that kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah, it's tough. And I, but I think on your point, Erica, what you were saying about when our kids have kids, I think that's where we get to see even more that next generation to see, you know, all of some mistakes that we may have made as parents that might come back. But at the same time, I think it's also as, as grandparents. And I know when I become a grandparent way off in the distance um, that, you know, I'm going to be enjoying being a grandparent well, because I know that, you know, my kids are going to struggle with the same thing parenting wise. And I kind of get to sit back and watch my hope is that I don't open my mouth and try to provide parenting skills to my parent and to my kids, because that's just the same way of me when I was trying to parent my kids and telling them that I've got the answers and they should be just listening to my answers. Um, but you know, it, it'll be an interesting journey in a different phase for sure. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. For, and it is, it is a big, it's a big journey. Um, it's just it's like so many other things in life. You just, you know, we're in it, you know, God's in it for the long game. We're in it for the long game, right? It's not a overnight thing. It's a right. marathon, not a sprint. Um, well, before we close, any, uh, any other uh, things that, that y'all want to say um, again, our, when we're, when we're talking about uh, that parenting is just a long process of letting go. I'll, I'll tell you that I found it interesting. I didn't, uh, you know, I, of course, I had my own thoughts, and as usual, y'all brought some really great uh, other perspectives of it. But any other thoughts about that uh, that statement before we close for for today? No, I, I guess my only word of encouragement is that it's so worth it. Like, mm-hmm. and and like, it's worth all of the work you're going to put in. It's worth letting them go. Like, it's just worth it, man. And and it's worth the investment. It's worth the time. It's worth the effort. It's worth the loss of sleep. It's worth all of it. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think sometimes it's easy to lose sight of the forest for the trees. But I just want to encourage, yeah. you know, anybody that's listening, that's a parent, like, keep going. Do it, do it the best, yeah. the best you can. And you're not going to screw them up much. <laughs> a little. Maybe a bit. Maybe a little bit. But, <laughs> Maybe a little bit. But I mean, that's what we're doing the best we can and they, and they'll figure that out. And if you're investing well and loving well and serving well, it'll be okay. So, and I will say doesn't hurt to have, uh, the God of, uh, all things on your side as well. Amen. That's a Um, given for sure. so, (laughs) uh, So yeah, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Um, I just want to ask, where are you with your parenting journey? Or if you're not a parent, what was the first thing that you thought of when we said parenting is just a long process of letting go? Please let us know. We'd love to hear from you at feedback at forefatherspodcast.com. Again, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. we got some great content coming up. Thanks a lot. Oh, and thanks for listening to the Forefathers Podcast, where we talk about faith, fatherhood, and other F words. If you want to learn more, head over to our website at the number four, fatherspodcast.com. If you'd like to help our show, make sure you give us a review on iTunes or in the podcast app of your choice. Those reviews help others find our show. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send those to feedback at forefatherspodcast.com.